a mother or you know if I'm going to be a sales pro whatever I'm going to be don't ever enter my body
been here. I played Tina Turner. I played that because she died today. I'm sure everybody already knows that. You know, these celebrity deaths don't normally hit me that hard because normally they suck, but I mean, or I don't care. But Tina Turner, she was, you know, not, I don't know. I just feel like I'm next. You know what I mean? Because she's not that old or she wasn't. And then I looked and she was 83. So, yeah, I guess uh, we're all aging, right? We're all aging, getting old. And, um, you know, the thing of it is, um, if you're listening to this, chances are you're not dead yet. And neither am I. So, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? So, um, right. But Tina Turner, she had such a life force, I just couldn't imagine her dying, you know? I mean, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like anything, I guess. She's just a few years older than me mother. So, I don't know. Do I, I don't know what she, what she died of, but, um, yeah, that's, that's a loss. And that, that song was a great song. My favorite of hers. Tina Turner. Tina Turner, Big Wheel. Well, it ain't really turning no more, is it? It stopped. That Big Wheel stopped turning for her. So, that's that. That's that. Here on Yeast Radio. It was, it's nice, though, being able to play something appropriate live. And that gave me a little flashback to when I was in high school radio in Carmel, Indiana, and... You know, I did the morning show sometimes, and I had a little afternoon show. Some, I, I really just, it was fun. I, I was so um, into it. And we had a real radio, you know, station. In fact, they said at the time, or at least they built it as the only 24-hour high school radio station in the country, which is weird. Like, why would you have that? But it was automated at night. We had big tapes. And I used to smoke pot behind the, like, not the transmitter, but the thing where all the equipment goes to send it to the transmitter because the transmitter's in another, you know, in another building and all that sort of thing. So, right. And, um, yeah. So I smoked pop, played a lot of records. In the, this is in the 80s, so, you know, a lot of records and um, and carts. Carts had the little prom- promos, and we learned how to make carts. I did a morning show with Bruce Inskeep. He's a... Steve Inskeep's brother was the anchor of Morning Edition now. And uh, Steve was, I think, younger, like three years younger than me. No, Bruce, I mean. No, Bruce was my age. And, um, um, yeah, and his younger brother used to do the sports in our little radio station thing. He would do sports, call the Chicago football team, or the, 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 the football team for the, not Chicago, for the for the school and, you know, and that was his thing. And then I, I went away. And then, you know, I, in one of my excursions abroad, I came back and Steve Inskeep was the uh, anchor. And apparently, well, holy shit. And of course, what do I do? I just, of course, make it about me. Oh, well, I sure suck then because, you know, I didn't really do anything. I went to business school because, you know, that's what you do. You, you have something to fall back on. You, you listen to your Jewish parents and you, you play it safe because you know, you've got to have something to fall back on because you're certainly not talented enough to do anything that might be larger than you know what um mediocrity prescribes for you because that's what um 
life is supposed to be mediocre, and you just, uh, you know, big wheel keep on turning. Come on, Proud Mary, right? Proud Mary, big wheel, keep on turning. Yeah, hit that high note. And that's that's really all you can do is hit that high note. Be a Proud Mary. Come on, come on, monkey pox. Get it, get it, get it. I just made my uh, first, well, I, I started my first... Deborah has uh, Wilkerson, formerly of this Grum, formerly of her own Grum, has been um, talking. She's she's really into kombuchas, and so she has been telling me. For, she sends me pictures all the time of this goddamn kombucha. It's this thing, you know, that grows. It's like an alien mother. It's a mother, is what they call it. the The mother is this culture that grows this fermented beverage. And the mother is a big sort of gelatinous, goopy, kind of looks like a, the cons- I don't know, I haven't touched it yet, but it looks like the consistency of like an octopus, like just a creepy, and that's why it's alien, because I think people think octopi or aliens. I don't know if you're supposed to say octopi or octopuses. I feel like lately it's turned into octopuses, because it used to be octopi when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Sure were. So, octopi, uh, filet of fish, quarter pound of french fries. I used to have this friend, and you know, he was awful. You know what he would do? And this is before things were illegal, where it was illegal to say the wrong thing, especially if you used to be racist and you pretend and you're, you know, bending over backwards to like undo your, your closeted racist past by, you know, attacking people and doxing people who you perceive to be racist, even though they're not nearly as racist as you were in your, in your, you know, prime as it were but anyway i digress he used to go to the uh to the mcdonald's and instead of ordering a filet of fish you know what he would order i'd like a filet of girl please can you imagine that a filet of girl you can't do that today you can't order a filet of girl at a mcdonald's can you imagine what would they do you couldn't even put that on tiktok you'd get canceled so yeah but opinions are illegal now you can't have opinions anymore because if you have opinions, that means uh, you're on. That means you're a right winger. And if you ban books, you're a left. No, no. Did I say it right? If you have opinions, you're a right. You're a, no. You're a wait. Now I'm confused. If you have opinions, you're a lefty. But if you have no, if you have opinions, you're a righty. And if you have, if you ban books, you're a lefty. No, that doesn't make sense. In my mind, it makes sense, but I can't. It's not making sense when I say it. What I'm saying is right-wingers are banning books and left-wingers are socially um, policing thought. And then there's people who just want to think for themselves and, and get you know yelled at and, and cancel threats all the time and dox threats to stuff like that. So you know what I would say to people like that? If you're listening to this show, and some of you are, Chill out. Look inward and look at what's causing you to do this shit, okay? I know everything's my fault, but look at your history, right? Look at your history and think about what you've done in the past and what amends you need to make in your personal life. And don't take that shit out on other people. Don't project your shit on other people. At the same time, audience, I realize I'm vague vague casting now, but we as left, and I will say most of people here are probably left wing, though if you're not, you're certainly welcome here as long as you're 
I mean, it's true for anybody. I hope anybody who listens to this show is capable of thinking for themselves and not just sticking with whatever their tribe tells them to think. I think there's a lot of people that are lazy. Uh, they're like lazy goppers or lazy GOPs, and there's lazy liberals. There's lazy Democrats where they're just busy. They want to absorb all the pop culture they can and just, you know, instead of having to like figure out what they agree with and what they don't agree with, they just, you know, just pick out the talking points from their tribe, recite them, and if you don't agree with them, well, shame on, you know, good luck to anybody that comes into contact with such a person. So... I wanted to find this. I'm I'm on the blue sky now. If anybody's on the blue sky, it's very elitist. But um, somebody gave me a, an account there. There's a blue sky, and it's called. Um, I'm on there at. It, why did these new things have so many uh, punctuations in their thing holders? Right. Anyway, on the blue sky, I'm at Madge Weinstein dot blue sky dot social. So this is Jack Dorsey's new site. He's the one that invented Twitter, then fucked it all up, and then left. And this is like mostly like the ex-original blue checkers. And they're so bitchy. Like, it's so elitist on the blue sky. And they gang up on people. Like, they hate crypto. They hate Bitcoin. And I don't like to, I don't mean to conflate the two. Because I'm a Bitcoin person, not a crypto person. But I don't make a big deal out of it. To me, it's just like a lottery ticket. I don't. I never spent a lot of money in it, and it's like, if it if it pays off, that'll be great. If it doesn't, then it won't. It's just like buying Apple stock 20 years ago, you know? There's a lot of retail, or a lot of investments. That's all it is for me. But anyway, they just, the other day, somebody uh, started an account, Bitcoin, and bitcoin.bluesky.social, and oh, and everyone, because it's it's mon, it's monothink. It's, it's small enough that everybody just has one thought, and they just gang up on people. Like when I first got there, everybody was talking about how these three orcas were, uh, you know, capsizing boats somewhere, and that's all everyone talked about. Like everybody's talking about the same thing. So instead of like just having opinions and arguing and discussing things and advancing thought they just all agree about everything it's just weird so late the other day they were all agreeing that bitcoin is that bitcoin and crypto has no place on the blue sky and so they're just attacking the shit out of this guy named bitcoin and they're like not saying anything except get out you know crypto horrible you know there it was all ad hominem stuff and then i was thinking about it too because i had a lot of issues that i'd rather not go into regarding um uh, you know people doxing people i know personally and attempting to and that sort of thing and uh, including myself right so what i think that this cancellation and doxing is a lazy it's 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 similar to an ad hominem attack and what ad hominems do is they instead of taking the time to debate your point and argue your point, you just say, oh, you're an idiot. Or you'll just say, you're canceled. Or shame, you know, let's all cancel him. Let's, you know, no, no more match, you know, and get, have a sort of a, a bullying effect, right? So I, I really think that the cancel, the canceling is kind of like an ad hominem attack. It's just a, it's just a, a lazy person, a lazy thought. Now, like... If you contrast this to something like what Reagan does, Reagan Funk, is uh, she, when I have some recordings of hers, she left me some very hurtful messages I'd like to share. Um, but uh, 
she will argue and debate, but she doesn't go ad hominem. She just, you know, she debates, and she certainly wouldn't ever dox anyone or take a love. Everything she does is with, you know, she's always trying to debate shit and convince people. And I, I think at times she goes a little too hard because honestly, I, a lot of times I just give in because I don't have the energy to argue, which is terrible. But still, it's better than just saying, cancel match, <laughs> cancel match, cancel. Um, although I did jokingly say she canceled me a couple of years ago with the, with the thing, with the thing. Um, but that was, I, I don't think that's canceling when you just, you know, stop talking. I mean, all seriousness, when you stop talking with somebody on a one-on-one, if, like if I say, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore, that's not canceling. That's just, okay, I'm done with you personally. Canceling is when you, you know, orchestrate a group of people to deplatform this person, which I think of necessarily cancellation would have to affect one's livelihood somehow. Um, yeah, but you know, so I I think like if you, that's what I would contrast, you know, something like a, a lazy cancel versus you know taking the time to try and debate somebody and writing you know writing out you know your opinion and and hoping for a dialogue because that's really all you can do is to have a dialectic and and try to change people's mind. It is work. It's hard. It's not easy, and it takes time and thought. So. um I don't know what I'm talking about. My vagina, my vagina. But uh, just don't fuck with me, fellas. Just don't. I've been doing this for 18 years. Don't fuck with me, please. And don't fuck with my friends, my family, and don't fuck with my guests. Don't fuck with me. Because I'm a mean-ass bitch, okay? I'm a lesbian. And I've been doing this for a long time. I'm a Jewish lesbian with food allergies. I don't say that enough. I think people take it granted. I'm going to tell you this really quickly. I mean, really, I want to be sincere, audience. And most of you are wonderful people. You've been there a long time. But some of you, and you know who you are, are fucking with me. And you need to fucking stop, okay? Stop it. You won't win. Don't fuck with me. You won't win. Okay? Don't fuck with me. I I'm a lesbian named Madge Weinstein. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm a proud Mary. And for now, my big wheel is keeping on turning. Okay? I'm a good person. And I bring good people on the show who have good intentions and are not racist and are not any sort of one-labeled, simple, simply labeled people that you can just, you know... Turn off your thinking for and call them names. So, um, yeah. You know? Res be respectful. Be respectful. And consider what you're doing when you take action. Consider what you do. And consider people's livelihoods. And don't fuck with people. And don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my guests. Don't fuck with my family. Don't fuck with my friends. Okay? Because I'm... Um, Madge Weinstein, and I won't, and I won't have it. I just won't. Don't slander me. Don't slander my guests. Don't dox me. Don't dox my guests. You got it? Okay. Anyway, now that we've gotten that, I wanted to talk about this, you know, and this goes along with the other topic of minds, which is, um, uh, cunt fingering. I need to find this wonderful, uh, uh, thing. Let's see here. 
Um, oh, I posted the chickens. You know, at my gym, they have this, this uh, it's like a board that shows pictures of all the people there, and it's called an up show, and you get to see pick people to work out there. I've been posting, you know, every you know, a few weeks I post a chicken and they've left the chickens on there. So you go and you see the people working out and then you'll see popcorn, you'll see Amelia Egghart, you'll see Pip, and then you'll see people doing like spin class. And I have one picture, it's been there like a year, of Cheech and Chong, the, the Chinese restaurant scene, which is so fucking funny. If you ever want to understand my influences, see Cheech and Chong. I think it's nice dreams. The Chinese restaurant scene is just monumental in my life. Do I know you? Do I know you? I know you. I, know. I should play that, right? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I should play it because this is a highly influential thus and so for me. Right? I think I should play. Oh, why did Plex come on that fucking screen? I've got three screens running now. Can you imagine? Three screens. Triple screen match. I'm like Gene Triplehorn, but with screens. How do you like that? How do you like that? Okay, let's see here. Um, Nice dreams. How does this work? Can I do it? Nice dreams. I'm so organized with my holder vision today. I mean, holder, well, holder unvision, holder. I didn't mean to say holder vision. It's just Bish made a reference to the holder vision the other day. Oh, here. Okay, I'm going to rewind. I'm going to rewind. Okay, this is just. Must have been Wait, I'm going to rewind. Shut up. And then I don't have to talk. It's good. But this is a huge. You'll understand the influence. Oh, do I know you? Huh? Do you know me? <laughs> No, no. Do I know you? No, I don't know you. That's why I carry a American Express. <laughs> <laughs> no, funny, no, serious. You look very familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. Don't worry, when I remember, I will remember. Yeah, hey, great. Right. I always a beast remember me. What was that? Hmm? I don't know, man. This is the Chinese restaurant scene, Steve. What you do at night? I'm playing this. I was a flower child too, you know. Yeah. Sitting on the grassy yeah. knolls, listening to your music permeate yeah. the air. Yeah. You're brilliant. Hey. Oh my God, I have every album you ever made. Hey. Have they used yeah. to scream for you and <laughs> die for you? And you're holding up beautifully. <laughs> you are holding up so yeah. well. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Guess hey. what? Hey. I handle musicians myself. You do? I do. Hey, and incredible. they're brilliant. Hey, they're called great. the Hot Rollers. Hey, oh, a sign of the times, right? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, come here. Come here. Get ready for them. They're wonderful. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. now we're This talking. here, hey, this here is Brunetta. This is all Brunetta. This is Platinum. This is, where's my, there's Ash, and right over there's Dishwater. Can they play? Can they play? They play. I like to play with them. Oh, can they play? I don't handle buckets. Girls, watch yourselves. Meet Jerry Garcia. I'm the Grateful Dead. Anyway, I'm not going to play the whole thing because people get bored. I mean, I get bored. I mean, I don't get bored. I can play the whole fucking thing. But that you can understand there's a little bit of similarity there between my own um, business, but yeah, with the girl band. She manages a girl band, New York accent. And then the funny thing, you got to watch this scene because then she just, these people are so stoned. I mean, these are great films. I watched them probably as soon as they came out. As soon as I started smoking the wafers, I guess in the early 80s, and this film came out, I think, late, uh, early 80s. And, um, you know, they're just stoned and funny. You know, so this woman just she's she talks up, chats up this Cheech and Chong, 
thinks he mistakes him for Jerry Garcia and then just takes all of his Chinese food. You know, he just she just like, oh, I'm gonna take your food. I'm gonna take your food. Here you are. Yeah, yeah. Give me that food. <laughs> but she does it so nonchalantly, and then she passes out her card. You know, because she's a manager. I gotta get you that card. and then Pee Wee Herman comes into the same restaurant scene. It's just amazing. And he's very high, too. Enjoy this oh, she's taking the Chinese food now. She's getting up and taking the food. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we can get together and party later. Yeah. yeah. Hey, lady. Nice, uh, All right. Yeah. yeah, Brad stole their food, man. Hey, gargoyle, more food. And then they get more food because they got a bunch of weed money. Excuse, I'm so Here. sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Here. Do you know how sorry I am? Don't feel bad you're not him. Oh, He's no, him and you're yeah, you yeah, and you're yeah. fine just the way you are. Yeah, I, you know, forget about him. I want to meet you. My name is Sydney and I'm an oh, agent. Sydney. I am an agent here. <laughs> How can you tell? Huh? And guess what? Our handles look alike. You do? Yes. Oh, great. And if ever you are hungry or yeah. sad and lamenting, starving, I want you to call me. Oh, I'll ah, give yeah. you my card. Oh, sure. Give me the card. You call me. God bless you. Oh, I'll call you. All right. Here's my card. Yeah, give her a call, man. Here it is. <laughs> call her up late at night. This is my card. Sydney, the agent. Yeah, yeah, There's oh. my phone number. Now, listen. Yeah. When you call, yeah. and I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I want you to weigh 20 rings. Yeah. Because I have to climb down two flights of stairs. It's sure. a phone booth. But I'm trying. <laughs> you know, we're all trying. Oh, I love it. Okay, I can't. I can't. Can I do more? Maybe if I find Pee Wee Herman when he gets there. It's just, what a great movie. Uh, just, oh, I forgot about it. Oh, here he is with Pee Wee Herman. They're doing coke under the table. Yeah. Fucking it all up. Yeah. Hey, can we have a check? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. No way. No way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, do you uh, got any of that for sale? Yeah. Yeah. For sale? Want to sell some of that? Yeah. Oh, anyway, I can't. It's too exciting for me to go there. But yeah, so she, Sydney, the agent, girl band manager, you know, there might be some similarities. Oops. You know, just it's just a coincidence. But I wanted to read to you, audience, audi- audience, should I call you my audience? Oh, that's so stupid. So stupid to call you that. Um, whatever. So I wanted to... T- I f- oh, I think I grammed it. Did I gram it? No, it's on my... F- so many Christ-holding de- devices. There's a wonderful new app um, called Rewind.ai. It only works on the Mac, and it's just a way... I think it's going to be huge. I hope Apple doesn't steal the tech, but, you know... Um, but it just it's basically like it records everything you do on your Mac and you can search using the chat GPT for everything you do on your Mac and it Mac and it even takes transcripts like it takes videos of your whole everything Mac. I know it sounds really obtrusive, but um, it's easy to find shit. Okay. So there were some people. There's this new person. I don't know who she is. She's a, a trans handicapped activist or something, and she's on the blue sky. Sarah Lovable Menace. And she's she argues with people. But the thing is, 
I love her. She's my favorite person on there because she sees people arguing, like lefties arguing with other lefties about you know policing each other's languages, language. And I, I so I'm not going to I'm going to spare you the contest, but context. But I'm going to read you her response. I, I, the reason I'm not reading the context is because whoever whatever the context was was deleted by the original poster. The enemies are the fascists, not the people who say the wrong shit. You don't alienate your allies as places like Florida are instituting pogroms to kill trans people. We are in a fight for survival, whether you realize that or not, and being reactionary only further divides us. And that's what the propaganda is doing, too, is trying to divide us. Certainly what the Russian propaganda is trying to do. And it's also what... and. This is where the useful idiots come in that I always, I don't really talk about because I hate, it's so divisive because, you know, but there's certain, if you look at, have I talked about, I I don't want to sound like a Rachel Maddow type, but if if you follow some of, okay, there's an account called Post Left Wing, what is it called? Fucking hell. God damn it. I can just tell you how to find the, 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 people need to research shit for themselves. Don't, I don't like telling people what to think. Uh, post left watch, right? Post hyphen left watch, or no? What? Gerdel. Post left watch. Know anything's at post left watch Twitter. Just follow that, and this guy does a real or person does a great job of following, you know, of like calling out people like um, Jimmy Dore, Aaron Mate, Glenn Greenwald, um, uh, Russell Brand. All these, all these, the people I would call. Useful idiots. Oh, no, it looks like Max Kaiser's on. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, they, they're anti-Bitcoin. That's another story. Oh, God, what terrible timing. Jimmy Dore endorses Bitcoin. See, well, they're not perfect, right? See, that's what I mean. I, like, I can think for myself, right? Even though I love this post, Left Watch, because they call out all these, these useful idiots that are basically spouting um, Russian disinfo. But at the same time, I can say, oh, well, that part I don't agree with because that's my side. And then there I see Max on my post left watch, so that's all fucked. His nose looks really, um, uh, really uh, red. I don't know. Maybe he got sunburned. Um, hmm. Oh, well. Um, anyway, that's discombobulating for me. But, uh, yeah, that sucks. I feel like my sales have been you deflate sails or they just lose the wind beneath your wings um well that reminds me somebody gave me a free maxi pad coupon i need to use that oh and the other thing is so deborah informed me that you can use um you can use chat gpt to write can to you can it's basically chat gpt karen so you can have chat gpt do all of your carrying karening for you so the chat GPT will write letters of complaint to to whoever whomever you want in a very bitchy way. Talk to the manager. I need a so I had her write one <laughs> Okay. So I went to the doctor the other day to get my bloodletting. And then when I got my bloodletting, I told my boss, I said, I have to go get a bloodletting. He said, Oh, you have to meet with so and so who's this person I hate. He's like, No, actually, no, it's not that uh fink that I don't like. It is, uh, it is an, a literal bloodletting. I have to get my blood taken out, you know, as we do to check all my, you know, diabetes. I don't have diabetes. You know what I mean? All that shit that you do when you're, when you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself. Do I sound like Sydney? 
you're taking care of yourself. You gotta get it done. Uh, especially with monkeypox coming down and the I am swells, all the baby diaper people are coming into town. They're probably already here. The baby diaper people here for the goddamn International Leatherman Peace of Duty Festival. Peace Duty. And I'm gonna burp. I don't think I talked, finished talking about my my kombucha, did I? Well, you get it. I made it wrong. And I, I put the kombucha, the culture in the hot water, and I was like, fuck, that's what I not, I didn't want to do that. I I was going to do this. My wife said, well, it's yeast, right? So I should do, there's yeast in the culture. There's yeast in the culture. I should do it on Yeast Radio Live. My wife said, no, this is the first time. Focus. You need to focus or you fuck it up. So I did it, you know, without being on the show, on the ground. I wasn't multitasking, and I still fucked it up. I put the kombucha culture in. The kombucha, you take a kombucha, you put it in the hot water, and then uh, that kills all the bacteria. So I had a, fortunately, I had a backup kombucha, you know, because you have to use, like, just a regular kombucha to make more the this goopy thing, this goopy alien thing. So I did that, <laughs> Did it? Does anybody remember what I was talking about? There's, there's problems. There's a huge delay on this. It's like two minute delay right now. So, if I ask you to remember what I'm talking about, it's two minutes ago that you're gonna t- in two minutes you'll tell me, and then I'll be like, now I don't even remember even harder what I was finna say. What was I finished to be doing and saying? Just thinking about tomorrow. So much to talk about, but nothing to talk about because I can't remember what I was talking about. Eating. Oh, yeah, Home Depot. Right. Thank you for reminding me, even though you didn't. Home Depot. And then I want to talk about a show. I, Especially after talking with Daphne's, I, I'm inspired because I found a wonderful show that I would like to talk to you about. It's not all bad. My prayers have been answered, even though I wasn't praying. Just thinking about turd marrow. Clears away all them cobwebs and them sorrows. Till there's none. Just thinking about turd marrows. I remember seeing Annie on Broadway. What a, did I see on Broadway or did I see it here in Chicago? I don't remember, but... Oh, I love that show, Annie. Such a great show. Annie. Oh, my God. Remember when M- Andrew McArdle... Do you remember Wonderama? Are you girls old enough to remember Wonderama? I remember when Andrew McArdle, the original Annie... I'm wrong, I was on Wonderama, Bob McAllister, they'd fork out burpees. I think it was local to the New York area, I'm not sure. Um, just thinking about Turd Morrow. She's probably older than me. Andrew McArdle. I don't know how old I am, though. So I went to home, to, so I went to the doctor, T. Turd, and the problem, you know, I planted, I planted a couple weeks ago, Mother's Day weekend, I, or maybe it was before, no, it was before, it was that weekend, I planted a herb garden. I've been doing that every year. A herb garden. I've been planting it every year. Did I just say that? I did. But one of my basil plants got contaminated somehow, and it started going... So, yeah, I'm not going to return it. But I... It was brown. I, I pulled it out. I you know, I pulled it out. And I said, I got to get to the Home Depot. Yeah, I know they hate every gays or whatever, you know, Chick-fil-A, all that shit. Um... Just think about tomorrow. Uh, God of sorrow. What was I talking about? Yeah, so, but I want to, so I go, I get my basil. So I was there, I go in the scooter. They have the rental scooters. Didn't wear a helmet, shame on me, but I didn't have them with me. So I go get, I was like, oh, my wife is going to be so proud of me. I took the, you know, the time, you know, I was near there. I got the, I'm going to get this basil plant. And I'm going to plant her. So I go there, 
you know, I should be working, right? I take my time, get to the scooter, get to Home Depot, go out on the roof where they have the plants, find a cute little basil plant. And then I realize I don't have my credit card with me and fucking Home Depot doesn't take fucking Apple Pay because they're assholes. You notice that the asshole companies that don't take Apple Pay seem to also be the ones that are like, the ones you always hear about, you're not supposed to shop at, like Walmart, Home Depot. What else doesn't take Apple fucking pay? I don't know. There's some others. Oh, Mariano's doesn't, which is owned by the Kroger. Those fuckers. So I was like, okay, I have the numbers. So I keep my codes. I even have the three-digit super code. I keep track of those on my phone. So I thought, okay, I can just go to customer service and they will take the, you know, it's a fucking $4 plant. You know, first of all, I thought I should just seal it. And that's easy to get away with. I thought, you know what? I don't really want, honestly, I have no problem with stealing it. I just, I was afraid I'd get caught. And then I'd be just dumb. So, you know, because I thought, I don't know what they're watching on cameras or whatever. But I could easily just walk, you know, say, oh, I paid for it. And then I didn't. I don't, I don't want to do that. Only because I don't want to get caught. I would love to do that. I don't want you to think I'm holier than thou. Better cancel me. Better dox me. Um, but so, um, yeah, cobweb sorrow. So, so I said, can you, you know, I have the cards. Can I just pay for it? I'm, and he said, at customer service. And there's like six people. There's always like a million people at customer service at Home Depot. They're just fucking doing nothing. And he said, I'm sorry, we can't. We're not allowed to take credit cards. Um, but you might, if they sell it on the app, you can order it on the app. And then, you know, we can like pick it up, right? We can pick it up. And I'm like, oh, so I can get on. So they check the app, and then he checks his coworker. Oh, we don't have it on the app. I'm like, so you don't have it on the app, and you can't take my credit card numbers? He said, no, I'm sorry. So I said, okay, well, you can have it then. And I gave him the little tiny $4 basil plant. I, you know, thinking, well, surely they'll figure something out. You know, if you want to keep a customer happy, you'll figure something. But no, they just say, okay, yeah, bye. I was pissed. And then... I, I tweeted about it. I was like, bitchy, bitchy. Well, then when I get home, coincidentally, Deborah Wilkerson, Miss Deborah Wilkerson, formerly of the of the yeast and all of her other shit, but now she's got to, you know, she got to pay the bills and she's busy. Um, she said, Madge, I got to tell you something. You can have ChatGPT write complaint letters and they're really good. I just got a bunch of money from, I don't know, some company. So you can complain, you can complain the shit out of companies so I want to read you this. So this took me like two seconds to have this chat GPT write this wonderful Karen letter. I'm not going to have Blurry do it because I do it better and I don't want to get canceled for saying Blurry. Um, dear, home <laughs> dear Home Depot customer service, I am writing to report an issue that I encountered at your North Hulstead store on Chicago, in Chicago on May 22nd 2023. I went to the store specifically to buy a plant, but I did not have my physical credit card with me. I only had my credit card numbers, which I offered to pay with, but the cashier said it was not possible. They refused to sell me the plant, even though I had a valid form of payment. I was very disappointed and frustrated by this experience. I do not understand why your store does not accept credit card numbers or Apple Pay, which are both convenient and secure ways to pay. I felt like I wasted my time and gas, well, there was no gas, going to the store, to your store for nothing. I also missed out on buying that plant that I wanted, which may not be available next time. 
This is AI, right? Useful. I request that you take some actions to remedy this situation and prevent it from happening again, Karen, Karen, Karen. First, I would like to receive an apology. <laughs> I just love this. First, I would love, I would like to receive an apology from your steward manager for the inconvenience and poor service that I re received. Second, I would, they didn't, I didn't spell it Kant. I just said Kant. Second, I would like to, I hope Kant is okay. Please don't call my employer. Second, I would like to receive a coupon or a discount for my next purchase at your steward as a gesture of goodwill. Third, I would like you to update your payment system to accept credit card numbers and Apple Pay so that customers like me can shop with ease and convenience. Please reply to this email within 10 business days. <laughs> Let me know how you plan to address my complaint. I appreciate your attention and cooperation. Well, that's bitchy, right? That is bitchy. So the funny thing is, so like, I emailed this to the to the chat GPT or it was Bing that said customer customer care at Home Depot. Like, I don't mean to make fun of people with lists. Ten half. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the customer care at homedepot.com. So it bounced and it said, thank you for emailing the Home Depot. This is inbox is not monitored, but we're still here to help. And then they tell me to, to text this, to text them or call. So they want me to talk on the phone for this shit. Well, I'm not going to do that. Right. So then I look up the email for the president of Home Depot and I couldn't fucking find it. Right. So then I thought, well, the only thing I could find for, and I couldn't, any other C-suite, I couldn't find an email. So I got their, uh, their address, I'm insane, I know. I I got their address for the Home Depot's corporate headquarters in Atlanta, right? And then I'm like, oh, how can I ask Deborah? Deborah, how can I write a letter? Can I have the computer? Because I don't do stamps. Can I write a letter, you know, and have the computer mail it for me? She said, no. Well, I found a place where you can do that. But the thing is, I had to, you know, it's $3 a letter, right? But, or, or it's a dollar a letter if you, if you, make like a $10 in advance payment. So it's like you put $10 in the bank. So I put in, I spent $10 to write, you know, a thing I can, I'm, I'm going to Karen out because Deborah showed me how. And, you know, I'm going to, this is an investment in my Karening. So I'll do that. And so I put $10 in, in the bank. And then, you know, um, and I sent the, the, the thing to the president. I forget his name. This letter I just read to you, except I modified it for it to be a, to El Presidente. And then I, um, and then I also at the same time I texted that number because they said you can text it. And so I texted that long ass email to them and then they put me through to some chat line and the chat line was like, well, we can help you. But, um, the store manager doesn't have anything to do with anything. But if you call this number, we'll be happy to talk to you. I'm like, look, I'm not talking on the phone. I'm just going to eat. I'm going to send a paper mail to the president of Home Depot and I'm going to include the transcript of this conversation. Right. And then they're like, well, you can talk on the phone, blah, blah, blah. We'll call you. No, no, I'm, it's fine. I'll just, I'll, I'll mail him. I had already mailed the letter, right? I had already mailed the letter. And um, at least electronically. And then the as soon as I said that to the customer service, they said, well, we'll give you a coupon. Uh, you know, we'll send you a coupon. Will that make you happy? I said, sure. Yeah. That's all I really want is a fucking coupon. They should have just let me have the fucking plant, right? But, you know, I live for this shit. So does my mother. I so I thought oh, I got a coupon. They didn't tell me how much, so I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I get the coupon. Guess how much it was for? Ten dollars. 
And I'm like, oh, good. I, I tell my wife, look, I got $10. I printed out the coupon. Look, I got $10. And then like later on in the afternoon, I realized, wait a second. I spent $10 for that fucking serv- letter writing service. So all I did is break even with all this aggravation, time wasted that I could have been working, doing stuff. I mean, I still worked, of course, but, you know, later and worked in extra hours because that's what I do. And um, so, right, so, right, so, right, so, right. Yeah, so I just, it was just ridiculous. And plus, now I've wasted this time on precious scrum time telling you this story, and it's just ridiculous. And I wasted scooter money. Oh, that's the gas. Yeah, I guess it didn't, it wasn't gas, it was scooter money. That's just the same, right? My spin account, the spin, that's the name of the spooter, spooter, uh, scooter company. Anyway, next topic. I don't even have these written down. Can you believe how organized I am and I'm not writing anything down and I am still mentally ill because I'm mentally ill? Um, Audience, yes. So, you know, I've been bitching about theater and the state of theater, how horrible it is, blah, blah, blah. You certainly know if you've been listening to this program. Um, But I saw a show that gave me renewed faith in the theater world in Chicago and in general. Um, let me find the, the advertisement so that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, it was at the Chopin Theater, the same place that I saw that Fakakta show I told you about that I really didn't like, which is, an, it's called The Dream King. So let me give it, so, I, and so what happened is I got an, an email from Teatro Vista, which is the theater company. It's a Latino you know, theater company that put, I don't know why I was on their list. I probably saw something else from there, from them. I don't know. And um, but they showed the 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 person who directed it and starred starring in this his name is Marvin Quijada, who just happens to be the person who uh, in the afternoon works at the front desk at the gym. Uh, very nice guy, very handsome guy too. And uh, you know, so I saw this. I showed it to my wife. I said, "Well, should we go to the show?" Yeah. And it sounded interesting. They just, it's it's billed as a. Um, as a silent musical. And what it is was, and we went, I think, opening night. It's, it was absolutely beautifully staged. It was amazing. And it was, a, it was like a silent movie on the stage. So they had music, and it was a lot of like, I don't know what you call it, like kind of lounge music, you know, Don Jobim and all those types of that sort of genre of music. I can't name more because I'm an idiot. But just beautiful kind of jazz. And, and it was just the technical, technology was great like it was in i think they had i know they had at least three channels of of, you know of audio so they were playing music in three channels um you know it's about it's called the dream king it's about a guy who lives a a boring it's kind of like the movie brazil in a way but as a silent movie and with other stuff Uh, the idea was you know he they show him in his miserable existence, you know, stamping pieces of paper, drinking coffee, and then he goes to bed, and at night, every night, and this, they go through the cycle many times, at night he he goes to this other world, and they remove the back, you know, the backdrop to the office, and then opens up this huge, like, enchanted forest with feet instead of flowers growing, and this, like, fairy princess type, and all kinds of adventures and people, and he's so happy in this other world, you know, where he's with his falling in love with this girl and all these friends and it's frolicking. And then 
you know, and then he wakes up and you see him going to work and then they play, play the music kind of like Brazil. Dun, 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 dun. That's not the music, but it reminded me of that. And they dance, they, you know, they dance and it's, there's no, there's no speaking. There's, because it's a silent movie. And then they have captions on both sides <clears throat> of the, um, of the screen of the, not the screen, the, the stage. And so they have like basically six little, little movies playing that are there that play those old fashioned, you know, old movie kind of, um, uh, captions. And, and it's in three languages. There's three screens on each side. Um, you know, one mirrors, one side mirrors the others. And then the three are each for three different languages, English, Spanish, and Polish. And, um, so they, so they put up, instead of speaking, they put up the titles for the speaking title cards. It's so exciting. It's hard to talk about because it's just, it's so exciting to, to see such, I mean, just well-executed theater, great acting, well-executed, well-written, just the opposite of everything I've been experiencing lately. And, and still, you know, like it's, and it has nothing to do with casting. Yeah, I know. I, I think maybe I, I don't know if I misunderstood, but I didn't mean to imply in my past, uh, you know, diatribes and whatever that I, you know that there's something wrong, you know, with ha hiring you know minorities to to be in theater. I think it's great. I th I think it's wonderful, and it should be that way. And this is you know a th this was a Latino theater company, and you know with a very diverse cast, and it was fucking wonderful. You know, my issue with these theaters, the theater of late, it's more about, it's about the whole production just sucking, you know? It's just, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I think when you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and you're just trying to check boxes to, you know, there's people that make theater and there's people that make politics. And, you know, I've seen a lot of theater that checks boxes and, you know, it's politics and making money. I think people lose their, their creative way sometimes. But the, anyway, I don't need to get, into that world again. I, God knows I've uh, uh, drilled. I'm trying to. I got a this fucking. I don't know. It's a planner's ward on my foot. It just doesn't go. It's so fucking annoying. I've got my foot sander, and it just keeps coming back. I need to. It's just a. I think it's a planner's ward that I. I don't know. It's been there fucking ever. I'm so. I'm picking at it right now. I'm picking at this horrible toe. I don't want to say planner's wart sounds disgusting, like a vaginal wart, which I've never had. I don't want to imply that, but it's just gross. Fucking planner's wart or whatever. I don't know. I need to put duct tape on it. It's the only way I know how to do this, but then it's a pain in the ass to wrap your toe in duct tape. And then every time you go out in public, you got to take off the duct tape. And, and then it gets sweaty and hard. It's awful to put duct tape on your toe, especially that toe. It's my second from the right. Second from the big one. What do you call that? I don't know why. Like your fingers have all these special names, but I don't think your foot toes do. But anyway, so oh, what a great, just the. But what I just loved. I, I love silent movies, and lately um, I've also been watching a lot of uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy. Some of which are silent. They're hard to find the silent ones. But you know, they Laurel and Hardy moved from you know, uh, silent movies, two talkies, uh, very early. So even their talkies have a lot of elements of silent film. And one of the things like Norma Desmond always said, you know, is in, you know, in her, in her character in Sunset Boulevard, you know, in my day we had faces and it's true. And, you know, 
so much so much of acting is is face and expression and gestures and when you don't have dialogue to fall back speaking to fall back on which is a very easy way to to communicate with the audience it forces you to do more creative things like use facial expressions and use your hands and if you watch silent movies you'll see how much they use those i mean hands are, are very important you always see people doing things with hands like incredible just the way they move them is beautiful and expressive and their eyes especially the eyes if you watch people's eyes it's watch old laurel and hardy films if you want to from the ones that's as early as you can say from 1927 on or if you can find the, the silent ones earlier than that and I, they're not too hard to find you can find them like on those free services but i hate commercials so i always have to find them without commercials but you'll see the difference and just like actors have become so lazy you know by you know you can tell if you want to you can always tell the difference between a good actor and a um uh, less than good actor by just looking at their faces you know and so many actors you'll see like uh, janelle monet is a good example she doesn't change her facial expression it's all talking her acting consists of speaking and that's it her facial expression doesn't change and then you watch like these anyway i, I just going on but marvin his his nickname is silent marvin and he is a physical comedian who specializes in you know, I guess he's a mime. You know, no, he's not a mime. I don't know what you call him. He's a silent. He's just uh, amazing. He's a physical comedian, I guess what you would call it. Um, this show is going to be so big. You know, it's too big for, even for America. I mean, this is something that you're going to see on European stages. Um, I don't know. I think it's good enough that it could do well even on Broadway. But the shit on Broadway lately, I, I don't know. They just like to fucking take movies and make them into broadway it used to be you'd have broadway making a movie out of it now it's just you know garbage and celebrity stupid crap oh my god i saw that musical six was that a piece of shit it's just like pop music and the worst of everything the worst broadway combined with the worst pop and it's when I mean, they want you to take out your cell phones and film it and it's just gross and i don't even know what what it was just awful i thought it'd be good because henry the eighth you know, i love those yeah, the stories of how he kills his wives because you know obviously i'm a misogynist so you should you know cancel me kidding but uh, no, i mean kidding about the cancel me not the misogyny um right so that was uh anyway the dream king teatro vista at um chopin theater i mean this guy's just i, I he's been working at the gym for at least as long as i've been going there so at least uh, 10 years and you know probably earning whatever minimum wages and God, this guy's talented. I saw him in a show at the uh, Goodman too, but this, this is so good. You know, it's just so great to see something that is not just well-written, but so well-executed. You know, I've worked, I used to do video work with um, um, uh, a performance artist named Joseph Ravens, and I did a lot of, uh, you know, so I, I saw what that was like, you know, just doing his video, but I saw what, how these people, and Christy uh, Alshabi, who's got a new name, Voltaire Volterine or something, and you know, where I've worked with, I've worked with these well-trained artists and how they produce, you know, sort of a multidisciplinary uh, craft, arts, or whatever. And they hire, they don't just do it all themselves. They bring in like a really good sound artist. They really, they bring in the best light, lighting person. they can, And that's what, the, that's what Marvin did. I mean, the lighting was great. The sound was just, per, I mean, you know me, I'm into sound. So I do this grommet. 
the sound was just perfect with all those channels and the lighting, the lighting cues. The set was totally professional quality. The acting, the costumes, just, it was like, it was as if somebody heard me complaining about the state of theater and they rewarded me with this wonderful, wonderful show. Just, you know, just the attention to detail. And also it shows what a good education will do too. Because obviously these people were trained. It's just clear. Obviously, I mean, obviously these people know about, you know, they've studied film, they've studied theater, they know what silent movies, I, I was went with one of the friends I went with was like, oh, I don't really, you know, they should have had more dancing or something, he was making little sort of notes, and I'm like, look, I normally come out of a show with a million notes that nobody wants to hear because I'm just an audience member, but this show is so good. I'm just in awe of it. I got nothing. I got no. But he had plenty of notes. I said, and he's kind of like felt like he didn't get on. And I said, Have you seen us? Have you ever seen silent movies before? He said, No. So okay, well you need to. And I think um, there's just so much. There's so much there uh, to enjoy from silent movies. And my wife and I, we were trying to. We're looking. You know, we looking at uh, after the um, the. Uh, <sighs> Lauren and Hardy, we, I, you know, my father always used to watch Marx Brothers movies with us, so I showed him um, A Night at the Opera, and which I thought was great, but my wife didn't like it that much, I think because the dialogue is so fast, and she's not a native speaker, so it's, it's hard for her. And then, so then we watched, um, um, I mean, the great thing about Marx Brothers is it's less, it's very physical comedy, but it's also very clever writing and very fast, fast, fast dialogue, you know, the back and forth kind of stuff. Um, but then we started watching Abbott Costello, which I loved when I was a kid, and they made so many fucking movies, and we were both just like, eh, let's go back to Laurel and Hardy. I mean, it's just, it's just, they take time. It's the opposite of TikTok. Like, Laurel and Hardy, you'll, you'll, they'll go like 30 seconds without a single word many times in a, in a 20-minute, you know, film. They're just, it's just, they take their time to, to express their, their comedy. It's wonderful. And what do you have now? You have about 10 seconds on TikTok, just edit, 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 garbage, garbage, blah. What the fuck is that? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's fine, but it's just, what's the fucking rush? You're just in such a hurry to get to climate change extinction, you know? Mm-hmm. Well... I think I've said too much. I've already think of, yeah. Whether I'm going to be a nun or whether I'm going to be a mother or, you know, if I'm going to be a salesperson, whatever I'm going to be, don't ever enter my body. Why don't we do that with our souls? Um, I don't know. Why don't we? I guess I think I'm pretty much done for the D, but I do want to play a nice song. I, I like the disco era and um, just, this is such a funny song and I, I don't really remember it from disco, but when it was on the disco collection I listened to, um, my wife said, oh yeah, this was a big hit in uh, all over the world, but it wasn't a big hit in America. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember it. This song will be followed by side five, side five of the wonderful Lily Pulse, which is wonderful. And I do appreciate the one of you who stayed to listen, which I think is Cloak of Tables. Um, so thank you all, one of you, for listening. I, it's always funny because like in my telegram, they always say, great grandma, I really enjoyed your, if it was good, the, after I'm done talking. And then like, it's always so funny because the grum isn't over. There's still another like half hour of singing that nobody listens to, but that's, that's fine.
oof, did I fart? Did that come out of me? So I'll play this song and then you'll hear some Lily Poles. stop oops okay well i didn't mean to talk again but here's lily's lily lily lily
give you honor, we give you glory. 